All right, welcome back to another episode of the In The Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Gold. We got a little new setup here, sitting in the gaming chair in yours truly's humble abode. But guess what? New setup, still the same season. We got a lot of football to talk about. Yes, we might be a couple days late, but we had to get, you know, gather around a new setup. So guess what? You know what's still in two days? Football. We got plenty of time to talk about it. It's the wild card round. We got coaches firing. We got tons of stuff to talk about. So let's get right into it. All right. So before we get to the wild card games, we all know, you know, the playoffs are set. We got six games to watch this weekend. I'm extremely excited. But I mean, look, here comes, you know, first of all, red zone. I love you. I hate to see it go every season. I mean, there's nothing more depressing in the sports world than, you know, 7.30 p.m. during week 18 of Red Zone. When Scott Hansen, he just, he just, he pops on screen and he's like, here's the picture of the crew. And you see the whole crew sitting out in the front of the, of the, you know, the SoFi Stadium. And he's like, thank you, Alan Flowers. And you're sitting there like, no, not Alan Flowers. You only hear his name when Red Zone's gone. And then it's like Brian Nettles. And I'm like, no, we all know Brian Nettles. We're never going to hear that name again until September. So I know I'm overreacting, but that's probably like the saddest thing that could possibly happen uh, for a football fan. So goodbye, Scott. We'll see you next season. Goodbye to, I mean, what, 14 teams made it, which means that 18 teams are out. They're gone, which is going to lead me to my first point. Uh, we got some coaches to talk about that have been fired. Some have mutually parted ways with the team. Um, one that's been fired that I want to get to before the obvious ones is Mike Vrabel, uh, coach of the Tennessee Titans. He has led up until last year them to a winning season every single year. 2019, they played the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Um, I thought Mike Vrabel for sure was going to stay. I mean, we know that the Titans have been a disaster this year. We know that they're pretty much nearing a rebuild. but And they just got a new quarterback. I thought for sure Will Levis would be perfect to pair with Mike Vrabel. Um, but it really looks like they just want to tear the whole thing down. Now, there's rumors that Mike Vrabel wants to go to the Patriots, which makes sense. He knows Bill Belichick well, which we'll get to in a second, but he knows that organization well. He's played for the Patriots, so that makes sense. But I don't know, man. I, I think if you're a Titans fan, I, I've seen it online. They're very disappointed. I would be disappointed. I just don't think he was ever the issue, but at the end of the day, you got to just chalk this up to a full, clean slate for the Titans. They're fully rebuilding. They're just knocking everything down. And we'll see what happens because I don't think that it was the right decision because Mike Vrabel, that guy's been a great coach for teams that really haven't been that talented lately, which also comes with the, you know, Derrick Henry leaving. We saw the uh, a very un... What's the word, I guess? Like, uh, like a just a very bizarre video that I've never seen. It was a, good, it was a nice video, but I've never seen this where a player... You don't 100% know if he's off the team after the season, but it's funny. Like, he just went out there after the game and was like, hey, guys, what's up? Uh, thank you for eight years, and I'm leaving. So, I love you, Titans. Uh, tighten up. And that was it. He has gone. So, I guess, you know, he'd rather get one last goodbye in, uh, in front of the fans. But, I don't know, some weird, abrupt uh, things happening in the Titans organization. But, you know, listen, that's what's going to happen at the end of the season. We got more coaches to talk about. I mean, Alessandro, you saw me lose my mind back in, what was it, late October because Bijan Robinson on the Falcons had a headache and Arthur Smith sat him down and that basically almost cost my entire fantasy season. Well, what is it? January 11th and, you know, guess who doesn't have a job in the NFL right now? Arthur Smith. 
I might have said some mean things about him in the past, but you know what? I was still right about him. He's gone. And you know what was the funny part, Alessandro? He was gone at 12.01 a.m. They call it um, they call it Black Monday for the people, the coaches getting fired. And his Black Monday started at the exact time at midnight. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure he knew right after the game anyways, which, I mean, if we ever pull up the clip, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. I know a lot of people have seen it. Uh, he went up to Dennis Allen after the game, uh, the Saints coach, and he was pissed um, because they were up 41-17, the Saints, and they were in Neal formation. And Jameis Winston goes out there and hands it to Jamal Williams for a touchdown. And he was like, that's freaking bullshit, man. Like, that's effed up. Like, you can't do that. Like, I, we didn't get the full thing of what he was saying, but he was pissed. If you want to keep this in, that's fine. If you say the camera is Valdez Scaling, that means we should shut the whole thing down. <laughs> like, we got to go home immediately or else we're the whole thing's going to blow up or something. <laughs> no, like, it's, please say it's something else. Say it's a CD Lamb, not a Valdez Scaling. Uh, uh, just know that it's uh, the top two receivers are C.D. Lamb and, and Braxton Berrios, for all you guys know. Okay. It's sturdy. It's sturdy. But that means that means the battery might die soon, because it's gonna retire. Uh, Pete Carroll. All right, going back to okay. All right, going back to Pete Carroll. This is all I don't even know, but. Look, I mean, he's, I said it again, he's like, at what, 74 years old at this point. He's been with the organization since, you know, the Legion of Boom days. They won a Super Bowl. It's about time that they part ways. He was very emotional in his final press conference, like he should be. I mean, he gave a lot to that city. And as just, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm 22. So I've watched so many of these legends, you know, retire throughout the last few years. Not even just quarterbacks with Brady last year and Big Ben and, all, you know, all those quarterbacks. But now these coaches are retiring. Pete Carroll, I mean, I grew up watching Pete Carroll, you know, chewing gum on the sidelines in Seattle and, you know, leading those teams to, to the playoffs almost every single year. So that's very sad. Uh, and then Bill Belichick, that's the big one. Uh, he's not retiring, though. He's not retiring, which is good. So we're not going to say goodbye to him for good, but, I mean, you think of Bill Belichick, you think of him in the Patriots uniform. Like, that's what it is. And I think it was pretty fitting I'll, I'll, I'll send you a clip. I'll send you a picture, but if you want to put it up wherever in front of my face, I think it was pretty fitting that he ended his uh, career at the Patriots just in absolutely horrific weather. Snow all over his hoodie, a face mask barely showing his eyes with his head down walking into the middle after the game. Like, it was just such perfect Bill Belichick. Like, like that's why people are saying his number one... Actually, well... I'm, I'm about to be wrong. I, people were saying his number one uh, uh, spot to go next season is Washington, um, which doesn't make sense. I mean, Washington, why would you want to sit out in miserable weather again? Just go to L.A. or something. But it just came out recently that now he's the betting odds favorite to go to the Falcons. I mean, I just mentioned Arthur Smith. If you're a Falcons fan, you go from Arthur Smith to Bill Belichick. I mean, are you kidding me? Al, that's like going from the last camera that we just used to this one right now. I mean, look at my beautiful face. I mean, we just used the Arthur Smith of cameras, the Valdez Scantling of cameras, and I were the Bill Belichick of cameras. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm trying to compliment you. No, the Bengals, look, the Bengals missed the playoffs. That's another thing. They're gone, obviously. Bill. Joe Burrow's hurt, but they're, they're going to give him a pass just because their star quarterback got hurt. I mean, it makes sense. Zach Taylor, does anyone... 
my dad doesn't even really know what Zach Taylor looks like sometimes. Like, he's probably, he's got to be the most forgettable looking coach in the NFL. No, I'm not even kidding. He looks like, put a picture up if you want of Zach Taylor. He's just, who is that guy? He could easily just be an assistant coach anywhere else just by the look of him. But he led a team to a Super Bowl and an AFC Championship game. So, now he, he's not going anywhere. But, um, yeah, Belichick, we'll see in the coming months where he ends up or if he just ends up retiring. But I think he's going to stay playing, uh, coaching football. Um, but, yeah, I mean, right before we get to the playoffs, uh, you know, that's it. 18 teams are gone, like I said earlier. And I'm trying to think, like, did any teams other than the Jaguars, I think the Jaguars and the Colts, the Jags and the Colts, Easily had the two worst outs to get out of the playoffs. I mean, you want to talk about the Colts. They just, this must, the way, okay, for those who don't know, the way they lost the game, it was fourth down, um, and Gardner Minshew had a wide open man in the flat to keep the drive alive. They needed a touchdown to win. They had a, a wide open guy in the flat. It was um, uh, Woodson and uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Goodson, sorry, Tyler Goodson. He's a backup running back. Jonathan Taylor had a great game the entire time. He's perfectly healthy. Somehow wasn't in on fourth down. He throws a wide open flat. First of all, people are giving Tyler Goodson shit for dropping the ball. Gardner Minshew, man. I mean, look, you've had a fun season, but this is why you're a backup quarterback. You, people don't talk about it enough. He missed him by a few, few inches. Like, you got to make a better throw than that. Now, yes, it hit him in the hands. He's got to catch it as well. So I give it like a 50-50, but Colts fans... This is what happens. You flash back to August of 2019. Andrew Luck, his body is deteriorating as a, as a late 20-year-old quarterback. And he's like, guys, I got to retire. He announces his retirement in a preseason game. And Colts fans find out, they boo the shit out of him, out of the stadium. Now, if Mahomes decided to retire right now, would I be upset? I mean, yeah, obviously I want to see my star quarterback for many more years. But, like, you don't boo him after what he did for your organization. So that's what you get. You get what happened in 2021 when Carson Wentz went into Jacksonville and absolutely blew the season there and he didn't make the playoffs. You get, you know, old wash-up Phillip Rivers not being able to get the job done in Buffalo in the playoffs. And now you get this season with Tyler Goodson dropping a pass. It's kind of a curse. Colts fans, I have nothing against you, but I'm just saying don't be surprised if this shit keeps happening because... You do something like that to a guy that put his heart and soul into an organization, you're going to have a curse for a few years. So, look, that's what happens with the Colts. You want to go to another AFC South team, the Jags. <sighs> look, two weeks ago, I said we have a clip on it on the In the Huddle Instagram and TikTok. We have a clip of me saying that the Titans will play spoiler in Week 18 and that the Jags better beat the Panthers in Week 17 because they are going to lose to the Titans in Week 18. That's exactly what they did. They blew it. The Jags are out. Now, Doug Peterson, people are like, he should be fired. No. Look, they were 8-3. Trevor Lawrence is banged up. But I've been saying this the entire season. Sneakily, I'm not that impressed with the Jaguars. Their defense isn't very good. They've been banged up the entire season. Calvin Ridley's very inconsistent. They don't have the best offensive line. So, you know, a team like the Titans who, you know, Derrick Henry was his last game. Mike Frabel was his last game. They got nothing to lose. You go into their house. I said that the Titans are the number one scariest team to play in week 18 because no matter what record they are, I feel like Vrabel always plays them hard and they just do weird things. They just do weird things. So that's really what it is with the Jag season. Uh, you know, like, I, I do I feel bad? No, because I didn't really like Jaguars. <laughs> Al, there is no way. A little bit of your maroon jacket didn't get in that shot. <laughs> what is going on? 
Okay. Oh, he's grabbing the water. All right. Well, hydration is key. But um, you know what else is key? Watching every single wild card game. This is my favorite. This is easily my favorite weekend of football. Other than, I guess, the Super Bowl, especially if the Chiefs are in it. But, I mean, if you love playoff football, think about two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday. Um, you wake up on Saturday, you're like, great, I got a game at 4.30. That game ends. Great, I get to watch the Chiefs now on on Saturday night football. And then when that day ends and you wake up the next morning, you're like, wow, what a crazy two games of football. Now I have three more playoff games to watch today. And then a Monday night game ahead of that. So, wildcard weekend's fun. Let's start with the first one. We got Browns-Texans. I mean, I'm pretty sure I said this last week. Browns-Texans feels like the most Saturday 4 o'clock game of all time. It's exactly Saturday at 4.30, so I guess I was right there. I don't know. They just always put the Texans whenever they're in the playoffs just at the first game. That's just how it works. Um, but look, I am not calling this by any means the worst matchup of this wildcard weekend. Honestly, it's one of the best. I think the main question is here, first of all, CJ Shroud, I love the comeback he had after he got hurt this season. He won out the rest of the year and absolutely made some spectacular plays in Texans Colts in week 18. Um, he's one, he's, he's really starting to become one of my favorite quarterbacks. It's gotta be obviously Mahomes. I think two is up there, maybe Lamar and then CJ Stroud. I love those quarterbacks. So he Texans fans, listen up, man. I mean, you just won yourself with the Jags blowing it. You just won yourself a home playoff game against a team led by Joe Flacco who has been no joke since he's been in the league or been starting this season. But are you going to ask yourself the question, are you going to get 2012 elite playoff Joe Flacco? Or is the steam going to run out? And I guess we'll really find out on Saturday. But how many games can a quarterback that old and that out of it really put together? I don't know. I mean, I would still have confidence if I were a Browns fan. But you, you turn the coin to the Texans and you got – a young head coach. You got C.J. Stroud. I mean, I don't even have to list it for you, okay? You know what the Texans have been this season. They've been awesome. So, I would be scared if I were Browns uh, fans. And, whew, I mean, I, I'm. this is probably the toughest game I've had to choose so far uh, out, of the, out of the games I've looked at. Um, and this is the first one i got to choose. So, this is a big one. I think it's going to come down to the final drive. And I think that C.J. Stroud is going to have the ball. And it's going to come down to him versus that Browns defense. That's the number one matchup in this game. You know what, Texans fans, listen up. I think C.J. Stroud is your Mahomes. And you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Texans with a rookie quarterback to beat the Browns defense, a top three defense at home, though, against Joe Flacco. I'm going the Texans move on. I'm going to say 24, 23 to 20. 23 to 20, the Texans win the game. Browns fans, you've had a great season. Maybe you'll win, but CJ Stroud, man, he's a dangerous guy. All right, moving on to a game that I'm not really happy was at put at Saturday night, especially since it's on Peacock. Like, there's gonna be how many how many 50 plus year olds are gonna turn on NBC on Saturday night and be like, "Where's the game? What the fuck?" Why are you putting these games? You already have the Amazon Prime uh, Thursday Night Football game. Why are you doing this during playoff football? And of course, it had to be the Chiefs game. Of course. Of course, it had to be the Chiefs game. <sighs> I know it's going to happen now. I know it's going to happen. It's going to be the fourth quarter. We're going to have the ball down four. 
Mahomes is going to launch one deep to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's going to be wide open, and then the stream is going to freaking pause, man. It's going to pause, right, with the ball in his hands, and it's going to come back after 10 seconds with him going like this because you know he's not going to catch it. So I'm just prepared for that. I'm just prepared for that. It's supposed to be... It's supposed to be negative five degrees, first of all. It's one of the coldest games. I think it's probably the coldest game in Arrowhead history. Um, and it's definitely one of the top coldest games in NFL history. And that's coming from a team, now the Dolphins, who, by the way, that's another game I didn't talk about week 18. They blew it against the Bills. They could be the two seed playing the Steelers. Oh, no, they could be playing the Bills right now as the two seed. And the Chiefs would be playing the Steelers, which would have been a great matchup for us. But look, the Dolphins come in Arrowhead. They're banged up, though. They got to play as a warm weather team in the negative five degrees, like I just said. And Van Ginkle, out. Jerome Baker, <laughs> that's a funny name. Van Ginkle, oh, he's a great player, though. Uh, he's out. Jerome Baker, out. Uh, Raheem Mostert, still questionable. Jalen Waddle, still questionable. It's just, you know, they lost two in a row. Two big games in a row, as a matter of fact. And... Man, Tua just looked, he just looked like he got his heart ripped out on that final interception. I don't know what type of confidence they have going in, especially with the injuries. So, although the Dolphins were probably, other than the Bills, last on my list of teams I wanted to play in the wild card round, at least it looks like the elements are forming into our favor for now. Um, the Chiefs, as far as I know, are pretty relatively healthy. So, that's good. I, I know Wanya Morris, our left tackle, did suffer a concussion. But, uh, you know, Donovan Smith, the guy who's been hurt most of the season, our actual starting left tackle, he might be back, so I'm not sure yet. But this matchup's weird. I mean, it's Tyreek. You want to talk storylines? Tyreek Hill finally coming back to Arrowhead. People were pissed that we played the game in Germany and that he wouldn't make his way back to Arrowhead this season. Here you go. This is your chance, Tyreek. You talked a lot of crap about the Chiefs the last two years. We shut you down back in week nine. You got a chance here in the playoffs to come back to your home turf in what is negative five, uh, negative five degrees, not to mention negative 15 wind chill as well. So this is going to be brutal. I think, you know, as much as we want to, you know, talk about the storylines of uh, the Chiefs wide receivers being bad and then Tyree Kill on the other side and the passing games, I think people are going to realize this is going to really come down to the defenses and the run games. So I'm glad Pacheco's healthy. He He's going to be he's gonna be the guy on offense in this game. He's going to be the star. He's going to be the X factor and I just hope to God Raheem Mostert, oh, please just don't, just don't play for this one game, please, you're fine, you don't have to play, you're done, okay, please, I'm actually really nervous for this game, um, this could be the final time I talk about the Chiefs this season, this could be it, so, I, I have to pick the Chiefs to win though, I just have to, and, I'm going to be really scared if it comes down to our offense at the end of the game, not only because of what I just explained with the streaming, but, legitimately if our receivers already have stone hands in a normal weather game i don't know how they're gonna catch in negative five degree weather um so please pacheco please our defense please our offensive line just do enough stop tyree kill we can have a similar game like we had in week nine where we won 21 to 14 let's just get past this so we could probably move on to buffalo which is gonna be a much tougher game i'm picking the chiefs to win this one i'm gonna say 24 to 17 yes we're gonna put up 24 points which seems like a lot this season but man this is serious i'm business now i'm not bringing out a prop right now i'm not talking about all that stuff is left behind us that's it i don't have to talk about uh, bringing out a birthday present tissues i don't have to bring out tylenol for Bijan. 
I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to watch Kadarius Tony from the sidelines. It's over. We got one shot. This is the wild card round. We're not fucking around anymore. Sorry if I just cursed, but that's the only time I'll do it. I promise. I get passionate about the Chiefs. That's it. So Chiefs, please go out there. Do your thing. Let's get to the divisional round. Let's not go one and done in the playoffs like everyone has been predicting us to do. 24-17, Chiefs. Okay. Sunday. Cowboys-Packers. This is a classic wild card. Not wild card, but classic playoff matchup. We've seen a lot of these lately. We've seen, you know, the classic 2016. Aaron Rodgers makes a comeback. Beats the Cowboys in their home turf to get to the championship game. Um... This one's a little bit different, though. Dak Prescott, he's had probably his best season yet. Jordan Love, first time in the playoffs. Packers fans, here's the thing. You just made the playoffs. You beat the Bears. You're happy about that. I wouldn't get too worked up if you lost this game. I think Jordan Love, the pressure is completely off of him. And way more on Dak Prescott in this one. Cowboys are 16-0 at home in the last two years. Like, if they lose this game... That would be monumental. Like, wow, you won all those home games, but then you can't beat the Packers in your hometown uh, in the wild card game. So, I mean, I'm not expecting the Cowboys to lose. They shouldn't lose this game. I know everyone's like, can't wait for the Cowboys to go 12 and five and then go one and done in the playoffs. Look, they, they beat the Bucks last year. They got to beat the Packers this year. Jordan Love, you've had a great season. You have a lot of leeway in this one to rather really impress Packers fans and NFL fans all around. But if you lose, it's kind of like when Jalen Hurts lost against the Bucs in 2021. You had a great regular season. You improved throughout the entire season. You made the playoffs. You made your fans happy. But don't get down. It was it was, it was was a good season for the Packers. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win this one. If they blow it, I mean, sorry, Cowboys fans. I mean, you you know the drill at this point. I'm sure you're scared because you guys could lose at any point in the playoffs. But I'm picking the Cowboys to win this one. I'm going to go 31-17. to 17. I think it's going to be a two-score game. All right, we got Bills Steelers. Now, actually, I did skip Bills Steelers. That's the one o'clock game. The Cowboys is the four o'clock game. I mix those up, but we're gonna talk about Bills Steelers anyways. This feels like it should be a one o'clock game. Like, yeah, I think this is probably your worst matchup of the weekend. Um, the Bills, as much as I want them to lose, I I just can't find a scenario. Even if Josh Allen has one of his weird three to four turnover games. Mason Rudolph, I mean, if you get beat out by Mason Rudolph, you might as well just call it quits with the Bills. Like, you guys had a crazy season, uh, but you made it here. You got to the two seed somehow. So, I would even go out to say this is probably your easiest path to the Super Bowl. Believe it or not, even after all the ups and downs you had in the regular season, you were 6-6 six and six at one point. You ended the season 11-6. and six. You got the two seed, won the division, and now you get to play the Steelers at home. So you really should win this game, even if Josh Allen has his ups and downs. Uh, I just don't see Mason Rudolph pulling it together in Buffalo. Like, that's just, I'm sorry. I have a comparison. I think the Bills this season really resembled the 2021 Chiefs. I mean, think about it. In 2021, the Chiefs had a rough first half of the season, lots of ups and downs. Mahomes was turning it over. They were finding ways to lock up Tyreek Hill. I think we started 6-4, uh, and four, so not quite 6-6, six and six, but kind of the same thing. And then you had a nice run at the end of the season, won a bunch of games, got your stuff together, were able to get the 2C just like the Chiefs did. You get to play the Steelers in the wildcard round just like the Chiefs did. You'll beat them, and then if the Chiefs and Bills both win, you guys will finally host us in the divisional round just like we hosted you in the divisional round in 2021. So it's kind of, I see the resemblance. So 
if that's the way it goes, the Bills should win this game. So I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick them 25 to 10. I think it's just kind of going to be a boring game. All right. This is probably the one with the biggest amount of storylines. Rams-Lions. I'm glad they saved this for Sunday Night Football. I think this is a perfect Sunday Night Football game. I mean, I can mention the obvious storylines. We all know. Matt Stafford. He was on the Lions for all of his most of his career. Now he went to the Rams. Immediately won a Super Bowl. Three years later, he's finally coming back to Detroit. A homecoming game in a playoff game against his former team. I think too many people are talking about Stafford and not enough about Goff, though. I mean, Goff was on the Rams. He went to a Super Bowl with the Rams. He lost a Super Bowl with the Rams, but he went to one. Uh, he was drafted first overall by the Rams. And now he gets to defend his home turf against his former team. And who do I think is the better quarterback? It's Stafford. Who do I think is the better offense? Ooh, it's close. I mean, Laporta just hyperextended his knee. If he's out, that's going to be big. But I, I, I'm going to give the slight, slight edge to the Lions, maybe. Although the Rams, man, they, they've been high-powered on offense lately. Defense, got to give it to the Rams. So it's going to be about as good of storylines you can get and a, as good of a matchup as you can get. So it's going to be interesting. I, I'm going to be glued to the television for this one. I, I don't want either team to be eliminated in the first round. I like both teams. Now, I think more people are going to be rooting for the Lions just because it's their first playoff game they've hosted. Uh, in It's the first playoff game they've hosted at Ford Field in general. Um I've never seen the Lions win a playoff game. They haven't won a playoff game since the early 90s. So this is going to be huge. I think that... <sighs> Lions fans, man. I've been I've been kind of doubting you all season, but like rooting for you at the same time. And I'm really, really tempted to pick the Rams. But you know what? Sometimes I got to go with my heart over my mind. My mind's telling me the Rams are going to just squeak out with one and Lions fans are going to have their hearts broken but you know what I'm going to be sitting there with Lions fans rooting for them so why not why not pick the Lions let's do it I think it's going to be a great game a close game let's go Lions 23 to 20 man what what a wild card weekend we got one game left though this one not sure why it's on Monday Night Football this game I don't know why it's on Monday Night Football but here we are Bucks Eagles in Tampa now the Eagles, man, they started the season 10 and 1. Now they're 11 and 6. Their offense has been so inconsistent and their defense it's dog shit. Let's just be honest. Like they're they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Eagles fans know that. Eagles fans were in a little bit of denial when they were winning games. Uh just like us Chiefs fans were about our offense and then when we started finally losing them and and losing to inferior opponents started to wake up to, oh, yeah, this team's just really not as good as it was last year. And the Chiefs and the Eagles both find themselves in a spot where, man, are we really going to risk being one and done after going to the Super Bowl last year? Now, people are picking the Bucks. They're like, Baker Mayfield, he's the man there in Tampa. They're hot at the right time. They just won 9 nothing in Carolina, let's be real. I mean, the Saints, if you want to talk about a team that really should have made the playoffs from that division, it was the Saints. Let's be real. They just put up 48 uh, on the Falcons. So I like Baker Mayfield. I'm happy that he gets to start in another home playoff game. That's cool. Good for him. But people are going out outside of their way to be like, yeah, no shot. The Eagles are winning this game. I'm sorry. The Eagles are a hundred percent winning this game. Mark my words, Eagles fans. Now you'll probably have to go to maybe Dallas or San Francisco after this. That's going to suck. But 
it's Tampa. I, I, I really don't have to draw this out for you guys. Like, this is the final game. We're going to have wild card fatigue. We're going to be like, wow, what a crazy weekend. They're going to be like, oh, let's turn on Bucks Eagles. I'm sure the Eagles are going to win, but I'll watch anyways. Like, let's be real. If we're being real, the Eagles are the better team. I'm going to pick them to win 27 to 19. Yeah, I made it a one score game. I just said they're easily going to win it, but it's going to be more like a garbage touchdown. So that really does it. That's the wild card. I mean, look, every week that goes on, we're going to have less and less games to preview. So this is, uh, we're getting in the thick of it. We're in mid-January now. It's sad. It's sad. I love the playoffs, but just realizing like red zone is fully behind us now and we only got a few more weeks left. So this is it. This could be the, like I said, the last time I talk about the chiefs. Oh man. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any like last, uh, words I say before we send you guys off into wild card weekend. I mean, just have fun. Uh, enjoy the ride if your team, especially if your team's in it, enjoy it. Lions fans, enjoy it. Uh, you know, uh, Rams fans, enjoy it. Packers fans that didn't think Jordan Love is going to take them to the playoffs, enjoy it. Bucks fans, like these are moments you gotta enjoy. It. Texans fans, especially like you guys, this is going to be a wild, wild card weekend. I don't know, I just said it twice, but it works. And like, there's so many great matches, I'm so excited. So, uh, yeah, other than that, thank you guys for watching and listening please keep following us at in the huddle podcast on youtube underscore in the huddle underscore on tiktok and at in the huddle pod on instagram i'm your man sam we'll be back next week happy wildcard weekend and go chiefs see you guys